the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up. On this beautiful Thursday morning, you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with David Dawson and Damian Collado. Hey guys, happy hey, Thursday. Hey, happy Thursday as we yeah. sit by Good the morning. hastily lit. Uh, I did it the last minute to light the advent <laughs> wreath here because I almost forgot. It's also throwing off a little more warmth. We got two candles lit here, Damien. Yeah, so I guess, well, uh, just imagine yeah. when all four are lit. Yeah, we're going to be toasting over oh, here. And wow. that's going to be... Well, I don't know if we're actually even going to air that because it's going to be all four will be lit on the Sunday. We won't be on the air. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll be gone. I'll be darn. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Uh, well, today is the feast day of St. John of the Cross, doctor of the church, born in the 1500s. And uh, we're going to say a prayer on his behalf in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear St. John of the Cross, pray for me. To Jesus and Mary, that I may place all my joy and hope in the passion of my Savior and be led in the path of divine love until at last I may rest eternally in his glory. St. John of the Cross, pray, pray for, for us. us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy in the name of the Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We will learn more about St. John of the Cross later on during our Saint of the Day, but starting off at 10 after, we have some wonderful events happening across our listening area. You can go to ccmedia.live to check all of them out. In 18 minutes, Dr. Mark Williams joins us. He is the superintendent of Catholic schools of the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau, and he'll be updating us of what they're doing in the diocese. And I'm sure they're looking forward to that wonderful Christmas break mm. coming up in just a few days, but yeah. they're doing some great stuff over in the diocese and the Catholic schools office. So looking forward to that conversation with Dr. Williams today. In 35 minutes, David Dawson Jr. joins us. He's the COO of Witness to Love, an international marriage catechumenate apostolate. And today we're going to be discussing struggling to connect with a particular child. What, what do you do as a parent? So Dave's going to give us some tips on that. And in 48 minutes, Allison Daigle joins us. She is the CEO of Woman's New Life Clinic, and she has some wonderful updates for us and talk about the wonderful services that they provide over in South Louisiana. So looking forward to some wonderful guests today with great information. And Damien, looking forward to your weather report. Well, if you've enjoyed the last three days, you'll enjoy today as well. Should be another nice day overall, uh, very similar to the past three days. We'll see sunshine with a mixture of clouds rolling in. High today should be 68, low 51. Going to be a little more breezy. We are having winds out of the east now at about 
10 to 15 miles an hour. And tomorrow, winds will pick up to 15 to 20 miles an hour. Mm. So it may feel a little cooler than it actually is, but it is going to be due to the windy conditions. No rain expected today or tomorrow. You'll have to wait until Saturday, where we have a 90% chance of showers. And it could be heavy in some areas, so prepare accordingly as Saturday approaches. Temperatures in and around the area right now, Gulfport as well as Mobile reporting 51 degrees. It's 48 in Covington, uh, 52 in New Orleans, and 50 degrees in Homa Thibodeau as well as Baton Rouge. I guess the drought is over. Oh, it has been. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, well, I say it has been about a month and a half, maybe. I know, most, but, but still, it's still it's oh, good well, to that, have things watered well, again. The, the summer was brutal. Yeah, it, it oh, was. That I was can't stop time. looking at Damien's. You guys look at Damien's chair is wiggling whenever he talks to you. Are you shaking your leg? Really? Are you watching us on our stream? You see, see it wiggling. That's a, I, 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 I'm a man on the move. I gotta be in motion all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna take your coffee away. I'm well, no, so distracted. Don't do that. <laughs> It's five after the hour. Don't go too far. We have events coming your way as well as as our gospel on Wake Up. Blessed Thursday of the second week of Advent. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Matthew chapter 11. Jesus said to the crowds, Amen, amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent are taking it by force. All the prophets and the law prophesied up to the time of John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah, the one who is to come. Whoever has ears ought to hear. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. There's no greater human work than to clear the way for the arrival of God's grace. John the Baptist first leapt to proclaim Christ in his mother's womb when the Ark of the Covenant arrived with the divine word she bore. John marked the end of the age of promise. Mary and Jesus marked the time of fulfillment. Is the violence being done to the kingdom or by the kingdom? Well, the answer is yes, and surprisingly, yes. Earlier, Jesus said, I have come to bring not peace, but the sword upon the earth. He commands Christians to take up your cross and follow behind me, because whoever loses his life because of me will gain it. Christians must be warriors of deep convictions, whose faith is more powerful than the natural fear of those who can kill the body. Jesus calls his followers to love him more than father and mother, son or daughter. All these are requirements of the interior violence a person must do to himself, but not to others, in order to be worthy of Jesus and an heir of the kingdom. The kingdom of God does not fall on us like a gentle rain. Oh, no. We must repent, change our way of life, surrender to the fire of God's love in Jesus, and cling to God as passionately as we previously clung and held on to our wayward desires and behaviors. Then we can sing with the other saints the victory hymn found in the book of Revelation. Now the salvation and the power in the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has come, for the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. 
and they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives even unto death. Rejoice then, O heaven, and you shall dwell therein. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, sir. Ten after the hour on this Thursday morning. Welcome back to Wake Up. Some events that you may be interested in. This one a little uh, in the future, but you got to plan now. Uh, St. Catherine of Siena is sponsoring their first international mission trip to Punta Gorda, Belize, on June 22nd to the 29th of next year. The estimated cost of the mission trip is somewhere between $1,500 and $1,700. It will include your airfare, transportation in Belize, lodging, meals, supplies, and more. You will work with the Jesuit missionaries at St. Peter Claver Church in Punta Gorda. The mission will involve both manual labor as well as evangelization. If you're interested in being a part of the mission trip, just complete the form at their website, which you can find that out at ccmedia.com. Or dot .live, I should dot say. Live. There you CC go. ccmedia.live. Mm-hmm. And we are thrilled to invite you to this in-person event taking place at Holy Family Catholic School in Lafayette, Louisiana. This is this uh, Saturday, December 16th. Cross Catholic Outreach. We work with them with the Boxes of Joy. They're going to team up with the Holy Family Catholic School to pack 40 thousand meals to be shipped to families in dire need in a developing country to help us feed the hungry please visit ccmedia.live and at this event we're going to come together as a community to pack food for those in need and it's a fantastic opportunity to make a difference and show our support to those facing food insecurity and together we can make that significant impact. So that's this weekend. That sounds wonderful. Also, in Baton Rouge, Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Baton Rouge still has over 140 families that haven't been sponsored yet this year. And most of these families include children. So we're asking for gift cards or monetary donations so that these families don't go without without this Christmas. So visit catholiccharitiesbr.org or go to ccmedia.live and we'll link you to that so you can donate online. Wonderful. Well, New Orleans has the honor to host the final performance of the Daughters of St. Paul Choir Come to Bethlehem concert happening on Wednesday, December 20th at Jesuit High School Auditorium. Uh, among nine, among the nine-member choir are two local daughters of St. Paul who live and work at the Metairie Pauline Book Center. That is Sister Mary Martha Moss and Sister Ann Flanagan. Again, this is happening on Wednesday, December 20th at 6 p.m. Doors open at 5 p.m. over at Jesuit High School Auditorium off of Bank Street in New Orleans. You can go to ccmedia.live for more information and to purchase tickets. Okay, make plans to attend the St. Agnes Gala in Baton Rouge. It's coming up January 12th of next year. Not really that far away, no. less than a month. Yep. A Friday evening, and it's going to be filled with fun and excitement. It's going to be from 6 to 9 at Drusilla Place. Tickets are $150 a person, $1,200 for a table of 10. There will be cocktails, of course, and a silent auction. That begins at 6. The dinner is to follow. And there's going to be guest speaker Kathleen Beckman, uh, who will be speaking on the topic, The Light Shines on the Darkness. Uh, You'll get some practical insight to protecting yourself and your loved ones in regards to that. I think that's rather appropriate, considering today is the... um, 
uh, feast day of St. John of the Cross mm -hmm. and dark night of the soul kind of ties in. Uh, and Oh, tonight uh, there's an Advent concert as we wait in anticipation for the coming of our Savior. You invited to St. Catherine of Siena Advent concert featuring, featuring John Angadi and Lorraine Hess. Tonight it's at 6.30 p.m. in the church. That's at St. Catherine, Siena in Metairie. Great. And last but not least, retreats over at St. Cecilia Motherhood. House for Mother House for single women ages 17 to 30, uh, or any young woman who's called to the consecrated life. Uh, there are various retreats happening by the Dominican nuns in Nashville, Tennessee. The vocation retreat is January 11th through the 14th and March 7th through the 10th. You can go to ccmedia.live for these dates and more information there you go uh, we have a chock-a-block calendar full Boy. of events just go and check out the day you'll get all the details in the meantime don't go too far dr mark williams who is superintendent of catholic schools and the home of thibodeau diocese will be with us in just a moment here on wake up This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 14th. Today we celebrate St. John of the Cross. Born in Spain in 1541, John was ordained a Carmelite priest at 25. He soon took up the work of reform, but the price was high. Misunderstanding, opposition, persecution. John was even imprisoned for a time by his own religious order. Its leaders opposed his determination to observe and promote the primitive Carmelite rule which emphasized austerity, poverty, and discipline. In prison, John came to know the cross acutely, to experience the dying of Jesus as he sat month after month in his dark, narrow cell with only his God as companion. But John also came to life in prison, spending hours uttering poetry. In the darkness of the dungeon, the mystic poet in John of the Cross flowered and was captured in his spiritual canticle. His prose masterpiece, Ascent to Mount Carmel, reveals his gifts as a psychologist theologian. Today's saint underlines the gospel paradox. The cross leads to resurrection, agony to ecstasy, darkness to light, abandonment to possession, denial of self to union with God. John of the Cross died in 1591 after a short but full life and was canonized in 1726. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Welcome back to Wake Up. It's almost 19 after the hour on this Thursday morning. Damian Colato, along with Gabby Smith and David Dawson. And our guest right now is Dr. Mark Williams, Superintendent of Catholic Schools in the Home of Thibodeau Diocese. I love talking to Dr. Mark. One, he's very enthusiastic, but two, he's always got a mission and a plan. And we're going to talk especially about young people. And Doc, welcome back to Wake Up. Damon, good morning. I hope you all are doing very well today. We are. We are. And mm -hmm. uh, let's chat a little bit about last time we spoke, you were talk we talked about your mission statement and goals and objectives for, for the young people in the Diocese of Home of Thibodeau attending Catholic schools. Um, this time around, let's talk a little bit more uh, that goes beyond the, uh, I guess, typical curriculum or even the in 
intellectual aspects and bring a little more common sense as well as what I call the cross of life, developing the personal aspects of an individual, spiritual aspects, the work ethic of of an individual as well as recreational. You got to have all four to kind of be balanced in life. Absolutely. And, you know, it really comes back to, um, you know, the data that we have on our Catholic school students. And and we have lots of data that that we collect um, as we continually assess them in everything not just on an ACT test, it's far right. greater than that. And, and, and the data that we collect on the students tells us that we have to develop much, much more of the human person, you know, than, than just preparations for an ACT. Although many people measure us, mm-hmm. you know, on our, on our success on the ACT, our test scores are very good, but our data says that, I mean, it, that the kids need structure. You know, I, I really believe that in this modern day, the devil is in two forms. It's in uh, idle time and drugs. Yeah. So if we can, uh, if we can really, att- you know, attack those two things, then we can, you know, keep the devil from our children mm. to a, a great extent. And so, so that, you know, the after school programs, so they're not, at home on a phone playing on TikTok, you know, or Snapchat uh, to, to, to try to do as much as we can with music, band, um, athletic programs, clubs, and activities. Um, and then, you know, we talked a lot about, um, Damien, we did talk a lot about our ARC assessment of religious knowledge uh, results from last March. It, mm-hmm. it says we need to work on virtues, you know. So, the, so just okay. How how at every single school? How are we inserting virtues and and not only training in the virtues, but also rewarding positive reinforcement of these virtues on a monthly basis at a school mass? You know, where we invite families in to witness this, and and and. And this is happening. And the same thing from at, at the diocesan level. You know, this year we, we're, we're rolling out the Roman Robichaux Virtue Award, which is diocesan-wide. And let me tell you, the sponsors of this on I Give Catholic last Tuesday raised over $30,000 in our diocese to support this award. Wow. Uh, and, so, and so this is going to be a big deal. And what we're going to do, because the virtue is so, we've identified it as such a huge need, is we're going to bless a, a family with a scholarship the, of, the, of the virtuous student of the year, this Roman Robichaux wow. uh, virtue award. What grade level? Uh, it doesn't matter. We're, we're going to begin. We're going to begin the award um, with in middle school. Mm-hmm. That seems to be where the virtue is, is there's a, the greatest need there, mm-hmm. you know, from what the data <laughs> tells us. So, so we're going to start there and then we're going to expand the award. And then, and, and really the other two things, if you look at um, any of the social media from our schools and parishes, you'll see that, that we are doing digital citizenship and we've just did a a round of dining etiquette for our seventh graders. Oh, neat. Um, 
Wow. You know, so and 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 that was mm-hmm. our I give Catholic um, case for the Office of Catholic Schools here in the diocese is, hey, we want to provide dining etiquette training for every seventh grader in this diocese, what and we a had a great idea. Gift. And it was yes. it was absolutely excellent. It <laughs> yeah. went really well. And and you know, people say, well, Mark, how does this relate to Catholic? Uh, formation. Well, it really comes down to respect for others, yes. you know, confidence mm-hmm. in social situations. Um, it, it just really comes down for being a person for others and, res- you know, it, it, in respect. Uh, but, you know, and, 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 and it really went well. The parents really received it well. How did, and, the, um, how we, did, they did. How did the male students take it? <laughs> you know they walk in it's really unbelievable because they walk in and it's like they are not happy no, no. exactly oh, no. i can imagine <laughs> they were not happy uh, but, but then you know when we when we go in and and what happens we we have the etiquette center of the south is our consultant mrs mary chauvin lovely lovely lady from homa louisiana uh you know she does the training and 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 the and the superintendent in the office of Catholic schools office, we don aprons and we serve the students the oh, three wow. course meal, and and mm. and it's it's just really went well. So they get a kick out of that, you yeah. know. And, and well, that's great. Uh, it went well. Explain digital citizenship if you don't mind. Well, um, what we're doing is um, we. Uh, Associate Superintendent of Academic Excellence, Jerry Byrne, and I, uh, we wrote a grant. Uh, We wrote it um, uh, maybe 60 days ago, secured it. So we decided to partner with a a platform called Neptune Navigate. So, you know, you can go to YouTube or uh, just Google it, and uh, it's a very prominent you know, as of late, it's expensive, but 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 it's the best, mm-hmm. and so and it gives a formalized curriculum, not only for the students but for parents, on exactly you know like what's the dangers of uh, misbehavior in the digital space. You know what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. You know it's like it's like. The folks at Neptune Navigate say, these are children. They're going to make mistakes. You know, when we go bowling, we make mistakes and throw gutter balls every now and then. What yes. we're trying to do is put the bumpers out. You know, yeah. like, look. Keep them out of the gutter. You can make a mistake. Yeah. But like we don't that. want you to go to the gutter. We want you to, you know, to, to, to be aware of, you know, so many things that we take for granted. It's really about partnering with parents. Which is an absolute staple of the Catholic Church and Catholic education. This is what it really comes down to. And all of these things is, you know, partnering with the parents for the entire human development Mm -hmm. of the children. How do you You go about incorporating these etiquette classes and things of nature like that uh, outside of the curriculum? In other words, how do you make time or room? Do you shorten a math class and an English class to squeeze in etiquette class? Well, you know, this is where having been a principal for a long time, it's very helpful because I, you know, I can, I I know how to do that. So as when I put the superintendent hat on and say, hey, listen, these four schools, you're going to do dining etiquette. You know, you you can pick a day, pick Mm -hmm. a day that that you want to do it. 
we want the seventh graders in their own lunch. So you have to make a schedule, build a schedule. That's why they call you principal, because you're <laughs> going to figure this out. So their lunch is not going to be with everyone else. They're going to have a separate lunch in the cafeteria. We're going to eat the cafeteria food, so we go work with the ladies in the cafeteria to make sure we can have a salad, a main course, and a dessert. And, and be, you know, that's what it takes, and, and you know, we, we – we we just have they just have their own lunch and it's actually easy to do because it's not like we're going anywhere or right. um, you know they just may have to you know do like for example we were at St Mary's Nativity in Raceland you know the, they were starved because we had to wait till everybody was done you know it was like an hour after their normal lunch so they were so ready to eat you know but um and and and, and so structurally we just build the schedule into their normal lunch so that way it's least invasive to any other academic yeah studies. and their their peers are not looking at them making fun of them or whatever the case may exactly. be exactly exactly we exactly. we've got about a minute left mark anything that our listeners especially in the home of Thibodeau area what what were you doing to prepare for the holiday season and days off coming back how's that going to work well you know if what we're doing right now is uh you know, we, we are preparing for um, our registration season, um, and also we're building our budgets right now. So the so the time, the things that no one sees, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. the preparations that no one sees, the financial ministry in a school, the um, <clears throat> you know the admissions and, and enrollment management ministries. So yesterday we had all of our schools in here with you know building our enrollment management plans. You know how, what we call fulfillment, how we're going to get as many students in our seats as possible to even you know we get a student in the seat. We're not just trying to evangelize them; their family is yeah. part of our community too. So that's great. So you know, and and so that's that we we met we met yesterday. Uh, had a wonderful day tomorrow we we will have um you know our financial planning meeting for our leaders and our financial administrators and and making sure we build tight budgets 24 25 well that's what we're working on well that's good well we'll continue that next time you're on we're going to talk a little bit more and dive deeper into the enrollment management plan in the meantime have yourself a wonderful christmas you and the entire staff and students in home of thibodeau Amen. Damien, thank you, and I hope the three of you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. All right. Stick around. Wake Up Continues. It is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. We're so glad you're joining us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with David Dawson and Damien Collado. David Dawson Jr. now joins us. He is the COO of Witness to Love, an international marriage catechumenate apostolate. And today we're talking about struggling to connect with a particular child. What do you do as a parent? So Dave is going to give us all of the Mm. tips and tricks. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. Good morning. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to figure that out. You won't have any more problems with animal kids. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, Dave, this is hard. This is hard yeah, as a parent to realize. And I think it's sometimes we feel like we've, we're failing as a parent when we feel this way. Yeah. Sometimes we're just not That's connecting right. on a certain day. Right. I think we, the assumption is that we've got to be 
uh, able to understand our kids and connect with them well, you know, uh, at, at every stage and, you know, regardless of, uh, of our own limitations. But the truth is we've got, we've got our own ways of understanding the world, our own ways of seeing things, our own limitations and weaknesses, our own triggers, you know, our own uh, lack of, of patience with certain aspects of personalities and things like that that have come with just growing up and being formed the way we have. And depending on our kids, depending on what stage they're in, depending on, on the way they're acting a particular day or a particular year or like for their entire lifetime, there's going to be things about our kids, either they're, they're too much like us, right? And so they're, they're almost like too close to home and we can't get our mind wrapped around them because we don't even understand ourselves. Or they're too different from us. They're like our spouses and we don't understand how they could think that way. Like, where are you coming from? Uh, or they're going through a phase or we're going through a phase. And there's just, we find it to where like, no matter how hard we try, we find it very hard to connect or feel like we understand each other and we just get in, under each other's skin and we don't feel understood. They don't feel understood. And a lot of times that, I think, as a parent can feel like one of the biggest dead ends and can really cause uh, some temptations to discouragement. Uh, and we can kind of either distance ourselves or we can just kind of keep hitting the same dead ends and feel like we're doing damage. But the good news is God did not give us our kids uh, to be a dead end, right, and for us to do a terrible job uh, that he's, he's with us. And he's, he's, we're not, we're, this isn't the end of the road, right? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Dave, uh, you know, one of those days where you guys just keep arguing or things just aren't, you know, working out and it's kind of just a struggle bus throughout the day and you're kind of waiting for the yeah. date. And what can we do as parents? Uh, do you recommend taking a step back, maybe going in another room, kind of collecting your thoughts and saying, I need to have more patience or any, any tips that you can give yeah. us? Yeah, definitely. I think it, part of it is understanding <laughs> that this is, the, uh, a part of human reality and not to beat ourselves up for this um, because to some extent like we've got to try hard and I think there's a natural tendency for parents to try hard like this is something we want to do well for most of us this is something we do want to improve in if we recognize that we're not doing a good job that's a huge first step another huge first step is to recognize that like just because I want to doesn't mean I'm going to be able to fix this the biggest step though that I have found is that if I can take this to prayer I know this sounds a little cliche mm -hmm. but if I can take this to prayer because like I say, like, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm at my, I don't know what else to do here. I don't feel like I have, like, I've tried and I can't, I can't overcome this. I can't do a better job. Like I keep finding myself not liking being around this person and, and, and they don't seem to like being around me. I don't know what to do about this. And I got to tell you, there is, I have not prayed that prayer and it not been answered a hundred percent of the time. Like mm. to where I bring like, look, this particular child, can you help me? Cause I'm struggling. And I don't know how to, to, to get past this. And there'll be like just a few days, maybe later, I'll notice that like, man, I'm really enjoying being around this kid. And, and, and I feel like we're connecting and I'm able to delight in them. Whereas before I was just, it was just even, even, you know, moving in that direction felt like it was going to be a chore and like, I'm loving this. This is great. And I'm telling you, like, this has happened to me multiple times. I've been able to say like, Lord, I don't know how to, how to move forward. Can you help me to, to, to take joy in this job? They need me to delight in them. And I'm telling you, mm -hmm. like, it'll be, you know, I'm, I'm noticing a few days later, like, it's happening. Mm. And this is, I mean, I, it's not just been once or twice. <laughs> it's mm. been a constant uh, a constant thing to where I really do think God wants me to be a good parent. And I think he wants to help me out with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Well, Dave, you know, as parents, you know, our tasks throughout the day do not stop. 
especially whenever we put our child to bed, you know, we're constantly, at least for me, I, I check up throughout the night and just want to make sure before I go to bed, everything's okay, everything's perfect, we're all yeah. good, you know, and then I can go to sleep in peace. <laughs> but especially, right. if we have to get dinner ready, you know, or we're helping this child with homework, or we have to do this, take right. out the trash, whatever. How do we continue on throughout the day when we are just mentally exhausted as a parent and kind of yeah. feeling down on ourselves because it happens? Right. Absolutely. I think, I think the key here is that the assumption is that we're on our own. And when it comes to, I mean, if anybody's ever been a part of any kind of ministry, we know that one of the biggest risks is to feel like it's all on me, that I got to figure this out, and that I'm trying to save the world, right? So we know that when it comes to ministry stuff or church stuff, or spiritual stuff that, like, if we try to do this on our own, we're going to come up against our limitations, and it's going to go poorly. We have to depend on God. We typically don't put parenting in that same box. I know I haven't. Like, I, I, the assumption is, like, we just subconsciously assume that, like, I'm just going to do my best here. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's probably somebody else's fault anyway. <laughs> so I blame the kids. I blame my wife. And, and we end up just kind of assuming that this is the way it's going to be. And we just settle into this kind of uh, almost like a cynical frustration uh, and, and we kind of take it out on each other, and that tends to spiral. After a while, we start to kind of crystallize our hearts against each other, and we just kind of put up walls. Uh, this, it, it, you, you see this in our own families. We see this in other people's families. It's kind of hard to miss when just those two people just don't get along, and that's just the way it is. And, and the truth is, like, that's mm-hmm. not just the way it is. It doesn't have to be that way. And I think the more we can sort of recognize that God is actually a part of this, and it, although these, seems, these things seem like dead ends, like, God does not deal with dead ends. He didn't give me this child mm-hmm. as this blessing, this beautiful gift for me to hit dead ends and just stay there, mm. right? But it's yeah. hard. I think the hardest part for us when we're trying to just survive the day, we get into this self-preservation mode, and we assume that God really doesn't get into those kind of details. That's yeah. really, I think, the biggest obstacles. Yeah. What is the challenge, mm-hmm. say, for a couple? Let's say they, they get into that situation, and one's yeah. relying on God, and the other one's like, I don't care about God. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a real challenge. Absolutely. Do you guys help them try to mend that? Yeah. So the biggest thing there is that the assumption that the spouse who's who's living the spiritual life, the assumption is it's only going to work if my spouse who's not living the spiritual life gets to where I am. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, it's only going to make it worse. Uh-huh. So long story short, there's a big conversation here. But the long story short is, what has to happen is, if I'm that spouse that's, that's running 100 miles an hour in my spiritual life. I'm leaving my other spouse behind. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm going to continue praying for my spouse, but I am personally, I am going to move towards my spouse instead of expecting them to move towards me. I'm going to focus my energy, my love, my attention on going to where they are. And it may seem like moving backwards, but that's been something that God has shown me over and over again. The only place, if I'm moving towards my spouse in our marriage, we're moving forwards and God's going to be there where we are together. Right. Mm-hmm. So to try to pull my spouse up to where I am is never going to work. They're going to feel like they're being forced into something that's not them. And it's true. So when it comes to doing this together, like I have to move towards them in my marriage, drop other things, leave other stuff behind and be step away from other groups, other mm-hmm. time away from them and move towards my spouse and focus on unity first. 
And watch what God does with that. Wow. Right? There's, there's huge yeah. power in that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah You'll yeah. swallow your yeah. pride. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. Well, you make some great exactly. points, Dave. You make some great points. Yeah. And I know that we have some single parents that are listening out there as well. Yeah. And there are good days and bad days. Do not give up. You're doing right. amazing. So, uh, you know, and, 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 and we're God, all in the same boat. <laughs> we're all in the same boat. We all can yeah. relate to each other in some way when it comes to parenting. Uh, David Dawson uh-huh. Jr., we're at the end of our segment. It just goes by way too quickly, but I wanted to throw <laughs> out where can people go and contact you for more information or to yeah. find out what you do? Yeah, witness2love.org. Uh, a lot of great things happen. This, this, this particular ministry is apostolate is growing so fast, uh, and, and there's so many beautiful things happening. God has, has blessed it, and uh, I'm happy to be, up, to be a part of it. Uh, but great things happening for marriages and families, especially within parishes. There you go. Great. Wonderful. And I did link witness to love.org in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video. Thank you so much, David Dawson Jr., for joining us today. Thank you, guys. All right. Stay with us. Allison Daigle with Woman's New Life Clinic joins us when we return from the break. It is 45 past the hour on Wake Up. Thank you for joining us on Wake Up. I'm David Dawson, along with Gabby Smith and Damian Collado. It is going on 10 to the top of the hour. I say 8 o'clock because it's central time, 8 o'clock. But anyway, wherever you are, you might want get to get to work a little quicker now. Right now, we're joined with, by Allison Daigle. She's the CEO of Woman's New Life Clinic. With uh, and uh, Hey, Allison. Good morning, friends. How you doing? Hey. Doing fantastic. Great, great. What is the latest at Woman's New Life Clinic, both in New Orleans and Baton Rouge? Oh, gosh. So many great things have been happening. You know, we're looking at a year and a half now since Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Yeah. And we are just, everybody on staff in both cities, New Orleans and Baton Rouge, are just so blessed that the Lord is using us to continue doing what we do best. Now, we are offering, yes, go ahead. I was going to say, that since since it's happened, I mean, that doesn't mean all abortions have gone away or anything. You're still You're still out there with the struggle, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. So women, while abortion is largely illegal in Louisiana, mm-hmm. women still can travel out of state to get abortions where abortion is legal. But uh, an even greater problem is that women are able to get abortion pills by mail. And this is so dangerous yeah. because women are not receiving the critical medical assessments they need before doing these abortions at home. Um, and not only that, not only the, the, the physical dangers of not making sure that she knows how far along she actually is in her pregnancy, making sure her pregnancy is even viable, uh, making sure the pregnancy is not ectopic. There's the trauma of doing this in her home. Your home is supposed mm-hmm. to be a place of sanctuary. Yeah. And women are, are doing this. And it's so sad. And, you know, I mentioned women need to know how far along they are. We just recently had a client come to us, very abortion intended and um, had no idea how far along she was. It turned out she was 16 weeks pregnant. Mm. Um, and so the free medical and mental health services that we're offering for women in unplanned pregnancies is extremely vital. We need to make sure that they know, that women know um, that this is available to them. They need to know abortion pill reversal is possible. We uh, recently received a beautiful note from a client who went through abortion pill reversal at Woman's New Life Clinic, and she told us that her child is the light of her life, and wow. she's so grateful oh. for that service. That yeah. is fantastic. So, so 
you know, abortions are still prevalent in Louisiana because of this then. And, and you guys are able to fight that with the, the abortion pill reversal, right? We are. We yeah. are. Yeah. And just making sure that women have the information they, they need. Since, you know, we look back over the last year and a half now since mm-hmm. Roe was overturned, knowing that abortion still exists, but there's so much hope. We have been able to provide well over 2,200 appointments for clients who've come in for those free pregnancy tests, the free ultrasounds, the counseling that's available to them. And that's for anybody with an unplanned pregnancy. That's anybody in that decision-making process. The woman, her partner, her parent, any family members that might be involved. And we also offer counseling for postpartum depression or pregnancy loss like stillbirth or miscarriage. And then especially uh, uh, for past abortion that's open to women and to men, anybody impacted by abortion. Yeah. Allison, isn't there uh, a case being uh, presented in front of the Supreme Court? It started in Louisiana trying to uh, not allow the the mail order drug uh, for abortions to to take place. Yes, it is my understanding that the Supreme Court is now taking another look at um, the abortion pill by mail and looking at the you know really what are the dangers right. of mifepristone and misoprostol because you know folks in the abortion movement are really pushing about its safety that it's safer than Tylenol which we know that's not the case. And women are being constantly misinformed in places like social media. So we have to do our part um, when we don't have the deep pockets that folks like Planned Parenthood and abortion funds have. But we need to make sure that we're doing our part in the digital space to also communicate truth and real facts for women. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of not having deep pockets, uh, what what are you <laughs> what are y'all doing lately for <laughs> fundraising? You have had quite the uh, busy season this past season, but do you have more things coming up? Yes, we sure do. We're so excited. So, you know, we really want folks to help us keep all of our services going into 2024. Folks can make year-end tax-deductible gifts. They can go to womansnewlife.com slash donate. And as far as events go, we're excited that Born to Run New Orleans is happening next spring. That's April 13th, Saturday, April 13th. It's a new location. We'll be at Metairie in Lafreniere Park. Oh, look at that. Okay. Mm, I know. So registration is going to be available, I think, beginning of next month. And you can go to womansnewlife.com slash born to run to stay on top of that. And I know, David, you're looking forward to Saved in Hope. That will be in May Uh, in Baton Rouge. So Wednesday, May 8th at Drusilla's Ballroom in Baton Rouge. We are very excited. This is an exclusive announcement. We are going to have Dr. John Bruchalski as our keynote speaker at that event. He is great. I mean, uh, he is fantastic. We've had him as a guest a few times on uh, the morning show. And y'all, his story is is mm-hmm. amazing because it was quite the conversion story, uh, wasn't it, Allison? Oh yeah, it was. It's absolutely amazing. He yeah. is a um, an incredible person, and we are so excited. He's a great friend of Woman's New Life, and we're so excited to have him next May. Yep, I believe he has uh, something yeah. similar to Woman's New Life Clinic up uh, wherever. I I can't. I want to say he's yeah. on the East Coast somewhere, but uh, yeah, he's in North Virginia at okay. Tepeyac. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, that is fantastic. Okay, and uh, the I, I keep saying the new clinic, uh, the the new building in Baton Rouge, that's coming along okay. It's so beautiful. It so, is. folks, we did double our clinic space in Baton Rouge, and I'm excited to let y'all know we hired a nurse practitioner for Baton Rouge, April Madeira. And so April's going to be able to offer all the well woman care and the prenatal care that we've been offering in New Orleans. 
for years, including abortion pill reversal. And um, it's just so important that listeners know about all of our services, that the free counseling is available to anybody who needs any of our support. And our nurse practitioners are offering life-affirming care. I've heard from um, donors, yeah, and donors, adult daughters, who do not want to go to OBGYNs or medical doctors or medical providers who want to keep offering them like birth control right, when that's right. not what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we yeah. provide instruction in fertility awareness-based methods. Um, we use a lot of restorative treatments for reproductive care without the use of artificial hormones. Um, and, and so um, all women of reproductive age are welcome to come to us gosh, for their well-woman care. Gosh, that is amazing. Medicaid. Yeah, yeah thanks, what, thanks. What all y'all offer. Okay, so yeah. once again, give that website out because there's probably a yeah. folks right now are hearing this for the first time. That, yes, please check us out at womansnewlife.com. If you'd like to make a donation or learn about our events, go to womansnewlife.com slash donate. Allison Daigle, you guys are great. I, I just, I love having y'all on. So keep up the good Thanks work and uh, we will pray for you. Thank you so much. God all bless right. y'all this Advent and Christmas. Yes, you Merry too. Christmas. God bless. You too. I, are, they are amazing, wow. y'all. And this Dr. John yes. Bertowski, I know that's not until May, but. I'm going to be there. He is really, really good. Yeah. Once they get all the details put together, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. we'll put it on our calendar and, yeah. and go ahead and get your tickets early. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, today's show is just about finished. And again, the feast day of St. John of the Cross, we'll offer up a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty Father, you endowed St. John of the Cross with a spirit of self-denial and a love of the cross. By following his example, may we come to the eternal vision of your glory. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for being with us today. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Wonderful show. Susie McKenzie joins us to talk about her conversion story to the Catholic faith in our Conversion Corner segment. Michael Litchens, Catholic author, will tell us a little bit more about angels. And Father Dwight Longenecker will take us through the Bethlehem Shepherds. Both authors have some wonderful new books as well. But uh, looking forward to tomorrow's show. Thank you so much, Jeff Blackwell, for running the board, Karen Cotton for punching video Mm -hmm. and making us look amazing today. (laughs) And thank you, listeners and viewers, (laughs) for tuning in and watching us. We're so grateful for you. Have a wonderful Thursday. God bless. is a production of Catholic Community Media.